Welcome to Modern Murders, a true crime podcast about murders after the year 2000. I'm your host, Ariel. This is episode 12, The Murder of Hile. Hile was an accomplished Purdue University graduate student working as an acoustics engineer when his friends reported him missing in August of 2005. Hile's wife, Chen, was nowhere to be found and people started to worry where the both of them had been and if they were okay. Their marriage had been on the rocks a few months prior, but things had been starting to get better. But although things were on the mend, their marriage started to have issues again, and for Chen, divorce was not an option. He Lei and Chen Dan Lei married in 2001 and were both 24 years old at the time. Some reports say that they married in China, and some say that they married in the U.S., so I'm not really sure which happened, but it was very quick that they got married and then moved to the U.S. shortly after. Before their marriage, they both attended a prestigious school called Tsinghua University in Beijing, China, where they got their degrees in engineering. They moved to the U.S. shortly after their marriage in 2001. Purdue University is close to Lafayette, Indiana, which is northwest of Indianapolis. Since they were married, they lived together on the university campus and worked on their PhD together, with Chen being a few years ahead on her PhD. Hile became interested in acoustics and started working in the Herrick Lab under Stuart Bolton in the Department of Mechanical Engineering. Bolton was quoted as saying that Hile was a very intelligent and inquisitive student who brought an exceptional degree of creativity to his research. Chen was working on her PhD in chemical engineering, but issues in their marriage started to form and Chen did not take these fights well. Police were called to their house at least once for their domestic issues, and Chen mentioned that the constant fighting led Hile to threaten divorce on numerous occasions. Chen was from Shangdu, China. She did not have an easy upbringing, and marriage problems were something that Chen was familiar with. She was raised in a single-parent home, and her parents were divorced when she was young. Her mother was crushed by the divorce and had a difficult time coping, and this was felt by Chen at such an early age. This led to her having issues with controlling her anger and her attitude as an adolescent, and this later affected her ability to work with others, and some colleagues and professors remembered her being difficult to work with and confrontational at times. A fight on Christmas Day in 2004 came to a dramatic point when Chen stabbed Hile twice with a steak knife, and then stabbed herself. They were both transported to St. Elizabeth Medical Center. When questioned by police, she said that they had just watched the movie Basic Instinct, and she wanted to stab her husband and then kill herself. Some reports mentioned the stabbing was accidental and happened during sex because of the movie reference. Chen was arrested on felony charges of attempted murder and battery committed by the means of a deadly weapon. Chen's behavior became so out of control that she was forced to quit her PhD program in January 2005, and she was only eight months away from completing her PhD. It seemed like the stabbing incident was just a bump in the road for their relationship. He lay, hired a lawyer for Chen, and even bailed her out of jail of her $50,000 bond. 
They lived separately while they attended marriage counseling, and after a few months, the counselor felt that they had made great progress and suggested that Chen move back in with Hile. Things seemed to be going well for the couple, but old habits seemed to die hard. By the fall of 2005, their marriage fell apart once again, with Hile threatening to leave Chen over their constant fighting. Chen's court date for the stabbing of her husband was coming up on August 26th. Her plan was to plead guilty to aggravated battery in an agreement with the Tippecanoe County Courthouse for a lesser sentencing. Her lawyer, Ken Moore, was optimistic that Chen could serve a small time in jail and live out the rest of her life with Hile afterwards. An arrest warrant was made for Chen after she failed to appear in court, and her lawyer was just as shocked since this plea deal he got for her was a really good one. Even stranger was the disappearance of Hile, and friends reported him missing to police. Three days after the court hearing on August 29th, police responded to a call of a suspicious vehicle abandoned in a parking garage near O'Hare International Airport. It was a 1997 maroon Buick Century, and passerbys noticed a foul odor coming from the car. Police searched the cab of the car, and they didn't notice anything suspicious, so they popped the trunk of the car. In the trunk were five black plastic garbage bags and a large canvas bag, and they all contained dismembered human remains. The body had been so badly decomposed that identifying anything about this body was impossible, and dental records were needed to identify the victim. While the body was taken by the coroner to be identified, police ran the plates on the car and the owner came up as he lay. They were able to get his address at Purdue Village and went to the apartment to follow this lead. When police knocked on the door, no one came and no one was in the apartment and it seemed like items were missing from the apartment as well. Police did a search on Hilei, and records showed that Chen recently rented a room for one night at the Hyatt Hotel close to O'Hare Airport, and a plane ticket to China was bought by Hilei. When police tracked down the lead to China, they were shocked to find out that Shanghai police at the Pudong International Airport had already detained someone flying under the name Hilei on August 26th. Again, the call was made for the body and the car on August 29th, so this person that was detained had already been in custody for three days. The only issue was that it wasn't Hile that they had in custody, and rather Chen trying to disguise herself as a man. She did not look enough like Hile, and the airport authorities in China questioned her about why she was trying to fly under another person's passport and ticket. She claimed that she did not have her passport, so that she was using her husband's to fly back to her hometown of Shangdu to visit her mother's gravesite. The reason she didn't have her passport was because it was taken away after she had stabbed Hile the year prior, and the courts thought that she would be a flight risk before her court date. A note was found with her belongings which said, quote, Have to finish dealing the body. Purchase air ticket with his credit card. End quote. What police found interesting and what I find disappointing is that Chen was able to get through Chicago TSA without being noticed that she was disguised as a man and that the passport had been altered by her gluing a picture of herself onto Hile's passport. While she was being questioned on this matter, police back in the U.S. learned that the identity of the body found in the car was that of Hile, and this was now a homicide investigation. 
There is no extradition treaty with China, and although police in the United States wanted Chen flown back, China chose to arrest Chen and hold her there. Police in the United States and China had been in contact with each other and collaborating, and both were on the same page that Chen is a suspect in He Lei's death. Chinese authorities flew to the United States in November for a briefing from the detectives working on the homicide investigation and learned of new details such as the possible scene of the crime and where He Lei's body was discovered in the car. While in China, Chen eventually confessed to being involved in her husband's murder and said that she shot him in the head while in their apartment. She claimed that she shot him on their bed after he threatened divorce and wanted to leave her. Chen had purchased the gun on August 18th under the name Jack Washington. According to Chen, it was the next day that they had the fight about their marriage, and the following morning on August 20th, she shot him. She says that her original plan was to kill her husband and then herself, but she wanted to go back to China and see her mother's gravesite before taking her own life. I found the online purchase to be a little suspicious. It's obvious that she's using an alias, but I'm not sure how she was able to buy a gun online and then have it the next day. I don't know if this meant that she bought it locally and picked it up the next day, but it seems like she could have also bought it from someone from a site like Craigslist as well. So after a few days, Hilay's body started to smell, and Chen decided to reach out to a friend to help put his body into the fridge since Hilay was too heavy for her to lift. Chen says that her friend Jack, again, her alias for buying the gun was Jack Washington, so her friend Jack came over and she gave him $2,000 to move Hilay's body to the fridge. Since a human body that has already undergone rigor mortis would not easily fit in an apartment fridge, Jack decided to dismember the body into eight separate pieces and then put it in the fridge. Chen said that she did not want Jack to do this, but he did it anyways and was gone after she had returned home after a few hours. When police asked who this Jack friend was, she said that they had met online and had been talking prior to the murder. There is no record of Jack to ever exist, either online or in person, and there was no evidence tying anyone other than Chen to the murder, or in the apartment, for that matter. Police found a supermarket receipt dated the day after the alleged murder in the apartment that showed a purchase of trash bags, gloves, and deodorant by Chen. While the investigation was being conducted in collaboration with the United States and the Chinese investigators, People did not forget about He Lei. On September 6th, the Herrick lab where he worked held a memorial for him to remember his accomplishments and He Lei as a team member in the lab. Members of the Purdue Chinese Student and Scholar Association felt it was necessary to bring He Lei's parents to the United States to see where he spent his academic life in the States and to have closure in losing their only son and child. Money was also raised to send He Lei's remains back to China so he could be laid to rest in his hometown with the rest of his family. The parents were so distraught from their loss, and this trip would give them the chance to heal if just a little bit. The association raised enough money to buy flight tickets for He Lei's parents to visit the Purdue campus from October 20th to the 30th. They toured the campus and Herrick Lab where He Lei was working on his project in acoustics. A more official memorial service was held 
at the Golden Tap ceremony on October 24th, where the parents were presented with a large color photo of their son. The bell tower on campus told once for each student being remembered at the Golden Tap ceremony. White carnations were given to Hile's parents by his colleagues, and another ceremony was held by the Chinese Student and Scholars Association on October 27th to show their support for the parents. I just want to say that this group of people is the only good part of this story, and their selflessness for their fellow student is so touching. I was so moved reading about how they put this together, and I don't know if it's the quarantine and being locked in for too long, but I started to cry when reading this. And I'm not a huge crier, by the way, but sometimes I paint this picture of my head of how this all went down and how the parents must have felt traveling all this way to say goodbye to all the people their son touched deeply, and it must have been overwhelming for them, so I do get a little bit choked up with these things. Chen was later charged for the murder of her husband in 2006. A psychological evaluation found that she didn't suffer from any mental illness that would lead to murder. Chen's family found the results by the psychologist to be untrue, and they claimed that she suffered from a heritable mental illness. I think a lot of people think that all mental illnesses will excuse responsibility in a murder, but I don't like this being used as a scapegoat because it paints a picture that people with mental illness are dangerous. I think that certain episodes of a mental break or certain types of illness can make you unaware of your actions, but in this case, Chen had a history of losing her temper, but still knowing what she was doing. It was never noted that she had any issues with blacking out or hallucinating in the past. Chen was facing the death sentence in China when she was on trial in 2006. On July 10th, the trial lasted for one day for the defense and the prosecution to make their claims. I don't know too much about Chinese law, but in this particular case, it seemed to be very swift, and I'm not sure if this is because Chen confessed to the murder. The verdict in this case was scheduled for a later time in September, and on September 6th, a verdict from Shanghai No. 1 Intermediate People's Court found her guilty and sentenced her to death with a two-year suspension. She was also required to pay the Hile's parents 440,000 won, which is about $55,000 in U.S. currency. I was confused about this two-year suspended death sentence, and maybe someone could clarify this for me. Based on the information I gathered, a death sentence is equal to a minimum 10 to 15 year sentence. I was also reading that she could get out of the death sentence with good behavior, so this is how I interpreted it. Chen has two years to prove herself as a well-behaved inmate. If she is found to be problematic, then she will receive the death sentence. But if she is found to be well-behaved, then she will serve a minimum 10 to 15 years. So that is the story of Hile, who tragically lost his life at 28 years old, and Dan Lei Chen, who had a troubled past dealing with anger and violence. I'm not going to go into my personal opinions about this case because I'm afraid it may get me in trouble, but all I can feel comfortable saying is that Chen was a terrible wife, and it seemed like an all-around terrible person, to be honest. Hile, on the other hand, seemed to be a very forgiving and very supportive husband of Chen, and I think that she was lucky to have him in her life because I don't know how many people would have taken her back after their wife stabbing them. I just want to leave you all with a please like and subscribe if you want to get notifications of future episodes, and I'm still trying to reach the bi-weekly episode mark, and I appreciate all of my reoccurring listeners and new listeners. 
Resources for this episode are in the show notes. Okay, bye-bye now. Thank you.